Welcome to the Healthcare IT Today CIO podcast. I'm John Lynn, the founder and chief editor at Healthcare IT Today, and I'm excited to bring you the most practical healthcare CIO insights and perspectives. We know your job is challenging and we want to help you be more successful. And our guest today is David Ford. He's VP of Health Information Technology at CMA, which is the California Medical Association. Welcome, David. Thank you, John. It's a pleasure to be with you today. Yeah, excited to learn about what you're doing. And you know, I think you'll have a, a unique perspective for the CIO podcast uh, and, and the members that are listen. So uh, before we go there, though, tell us a little bit about yourself and the California Medical Association. And sure, and I'll, I'll start with the organization. I, I assume most people are at least on some level familiar with CMA. Um, we are the State Medical Association for California. We are the largest state medical association in the country by membership. We uh, we tend to go back and forth with Texas. There's a little rivalry there, um, <laughs> nice. but I understand from our membership folks that as of right now, we're just a little bit ahead of them. Um, but you know, we are the only statewide association in California that represents physicians in all modes of practice, all uh, all medical specialties, and. But on top of that, we pride ourselves on being a very forward-looking medical association, where I think traditionally across the country, medical associations have um, been seen as being sort of very conservative and uh, you know, just very defensive of the practice of medicine. And while we do that, we also try to be very forward-thinking and work on issues like health equity. That's literally part of the, the mission of the association. Uh, we work on delivery system reform. We've done some amazing work on healthcare workforce and just things that where we're really trying to build the future of the practice of medicine. For me, of course, that means very much a focus on health, health information technology. Um, I currently hold two titles actually here at CMA. I'm the VP of Health IT, and I also run a subsidiary of CMA called CMA Physician Services that does practice transformation work uh, from, uh, primarily with very small physician practices and also some community health centers. Um, I rejoined CMA in 2020. It's not the first time I've worked here, but I came from running the the, uh, the federally designated regional extension center for most of California, an organization called CalHIPSO that uh, actually helped found the last time I worked here at CMA. So I've been in and around the healthcare IT industry for just about 15 years now. Wow. So you've been on the same ride as me being at the wreck, uh, <laughs> going through all of that. That's really interesting. You know, you, you have a, a big spring CMA health IT conference coming up, I think in Sacramento. Uh, what do you think are going to be some of the hot topics of discussion at the event? Well, the, the, uh, the hotel where we're holding the event, the Kimpton Sawyer happens to be right across the street from the golden one center. So I'm hopeful mm-hmm. by May that the hottest topic is the Kings breaking the longest <laughs> playoff drought. They're moving the bank. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you're probably actually talking about uh, healthcare IT topics. So um, I'll mention a couple that I think will be big. Um, I really think probably the biggest topic will be what's called the California Health and Human Services Data Exchange Framework. And, you know, as probably some of your, your listeners know, California is actually really embarking on a very ambitious effort, not only to require all healthcare providers and health plans and HIOs, et cetera, to share data, but also to incorporate 
social services data, such as housing, food insecurity, into the longitudinal patient record. That effort really launched in earnest just about a month ago, and by May will be in full swing. So John Ohanian, who runs what's called Center for Data Insight and Innovation within the state of California, who's managing the data exchange framework, will be giving a speech in the morning, um, to just talking about the vision for the data exchange framework and how it feeds the future of healthcare in California. So I think that's gonna be a hot topic of conversation. Um, but also just from something that I mentioned before, what's very important to, to CMA um, and just for the future, uh, I also expect there to be a lot of conversation about data equity and underserved populations. Um, another one of our speakers is a physician from UCLA named Medell Briggs. She's a member of the federal high tech. She's actually co-chair of the high tech right now. And she's kind of the expert nationally on uh, health equity, uh, where it relates to data and health IT. I think that's just something that has not been discussed enough in health IT and health IT conferences. So we're hoping that's also that's something that's a little challenging to our audience and also really get some thinking. You know, we can't really fulfill the promise of healthcare IT without including everyone, all patients, all, all physicians. So, um, you know, I'm really hoping that provokes some, some important conversations in health IT. Yeah, that's a great point. I mean, I think those are some hot topics and, and some topics people really care about that I think is interesting. Although, I mean, to your point, uh, you know, we always like mixing uh, fun and health IT. So, you know, an NBA game and the fun, that, that makes sense. That's the best format for a conference. So that, you know, I, I could see that happening as well. <laughs> You know, as you look at it, right, it's interesting. You've had you've had a diverse experience across California, and obviously CMA has a unique perspective about it. What 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 are some things about health IT in California that maybe people outside the state don't understand? Because obviously, you know, on our podcast we have across the nation and really the world. Like, what are some things about California health IT that are kind of unique? So I think you know to answer that question, you have to talk about California is not exactly what people think it is. Um, you know, and, you know, you and I have both been around health IT for a long time. And when people talk about California, what they're talking about is a 40 mile stretch of the 101 uh, freeway that runs from Palo Alto to San Francisco and back, right? And <laughs> it's more like California. five states. They're trying to make it five states or some people are, but <laughs> not yeah, right. I mean, it's, it is a different state from what people think it is. Um, I will say in my own personal experience, I've lived in California most of my adult life. I have been on a surfboard exactly once. So I've been on a surfboard more than you. That says a lot. (laughs) It it does, right? Um, No, I, you know, California, and I heard the statistic once at a conference, it blew my mind. California has more land area designated rural or frontier than any state except Alaska. Wow. I mean, take a moment and think about that, right? I mean, I live in the Central Valley, which is the nation's most uh, productive agricultural region. Yeah, the bread basket. <laughs> yeah, we, we grow something like 20% of all the food that's grown in the world. So, you know, that's a very different market than what people think of when they're coming into California. And, you know, we have large swaths of the state where the hardest thing we have to overcome to really spread healthcare IT and especially data exchange is access to broadband internet. You know, so think about that. We're the worldwide home of Apple and Google and we're Silicon Valley. And yet we still have this, 
this challenge of these large rural and frontier areas. And what comes with that, and you know, is not just the did people think of us for tech, but people also think of us as this home of these very large integrated delivery systems, right? Where the the home state of Kaiser Permanente, we have Stanford, we have the UC system, we have Common yeah. Spirit, right? And everybody thinks about that, and everybody in health IT is building towards that um, and trying to, you know, I'm sure you've sat in on meetings with healthcare startups that, you know, are just that's their whole market is trying to sell to those very large integrated delivery systems. But, you know, here in California, um, we have somewhere between 15 and 16 million people on Medicaid in this state. Wow. Um, we still have a very large number of very small underserved practices, both in those rural areas I was mentioning in our underserved urban core. And, you know, we need to be, we need to do more in health IT that speaks to that patient population, that physician population. How do we bring along the small community health centers, the rural small practices? Um, if I can, I just want to quickly name check my pal, Adamika Arthur and her group Met Health Tech for Medicaid. If you haven't come across them, they are probably doing more work than anyone to bring attention to that this uh, issue in health IT. But um, it's very important if healthcare IT is going to work in California. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I mean, to that point, I recently saw a, uh, a map where they put California over top of Italy, and it was almost like twice the size of Italy. And I, th I think we forget, you know, how diverse <laughs> it is, right? And to be frank, though, we all, I think we thought that California was actually Baywatch. So that might not help with your recruitment, but you're, you're saying it's not. But, um, you know, no, it, it is. It's such a diverse environment between the technology companies, Hollywood, the rural areas, the, you know, I mean, the Redwoods, et cetera. There's so many beautiful areas, but it is very diverse. That, that's interesting to think about. You know, as you look at it and think about the, you know, you talk with a lot of practices, a lot of CIOs, I assume, who are involved with CMA. What are some of the big challenges in California that, you know, maybe the same and, and how are you looking to deal with those challenges that you face? You know, the one thing that I find that's true across, about health IT nationally and, you know, through the experience with the regional extension center, I, and, you know, some of the other work I've done, I do talk to colleagues in other states um, about what's going on in California and things that are very much the same. Um, what I find is true everywhere. The technology is simple. The people are complicated. Mm. And by what I mean is that for far too long, health information technology has been slowed down by parochial concerns at all levels of the healthcare industry. Um, we've built too many data silos. We have far too many people in our industry whose interest in health IT is protecting what they view as their data. Hmm. And we need to have, you know, we need to make this very big shift in thinking that it's not your data, it's not the health plan's data, it's the patient's data. It's the information about their life. And if we're really, if health IT is really going to deliver on the promise of improving quality, of improving efficiency, we need to get past that old way of thinking and we need to really work on breaking down those silos. Um, you know, I give the federal government a lot of credit. Let's be honest, when we look at 
the last three presidents of the United States, including the current occupant of the White House, there are three very different dudes who have been president of the United States, right? Yep. Um, and yet across all three of them, they have worked in one direction in healthcare IT, which is patient access to their own health information. You know, the 21st Century Cures Act signed by President Obama, regulations written by the Trump administration now being implemented by the Biden administration, but they're all moving in that direction, opening up data, breaking down silos, patient access to information. And you know, Cal and California, the data exchange framework that I mentioned earlier, we've, we feel like we've taken that baton from the federal government and we're running with it. Um, we're not, you know, we're not just talking about forcing everyone and requiring everyone to be involved and to be exchanging data giving patients access to their own data, but we're also talking about new types of data and you know, trying to really get that full 360 picture of the patient. And um, that's exciting. I think, you know, I think in California, that's how we're approaching it. We're hoping to build a model that other states can now pick up the baton from us and really look at what we're doing as hopefully a model to, to keep the, the healthcare system moving in that direction. Yeah, it's interesting. You've almost described like they've put the patient forward, right? Which is a valuable, powerful message. And it is interesting how bipartisan that is, right? That <laughs> that idea that the patient needs access to their data. But, you know, in other ways, you know, in previous kinds, like, but there's still so much work to be done to accomplish that. You've kind of lived through this EHR, HIE adoption experience, you know, and kind of seen this firsthand. What do you think are some of the things they've gotten right in that process? And maybe what are some areas that still need some work to improve, to really improve care in California? Um, you know, when I think back, uh, you know, 2009, 2010, those really, you know, those very heady early days of the High Tech Act and mm -hmm what we were trying to accomplish and what you know our initial goals were. And a lot of it was just EHR adoption, right? Just go, go, go. Yeah. You know, we all sat in the meetings, That's whatever what gets them the meeting for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was, you know, those early meetings in the ONC was just whatever gets them the meaningful use, get out there, drive that adoption. And in California, we were, we were already a little ahead of the rest of the country, thanks to those you know, those large integrated systems, the big network IPAs. Um, just across the state, we our adoption rates were a little ahead of the country, but since high tech, you know, and our regional extension centers, I say with no small amount of pride, did a wonderful job pulling the right stakeholders together, getting the right people uh, at the table, working even between us, because there were four regional extension centers operating in California. And we, drove those EHR adoption rates from I, probably 30 or 40% up to where we sit today, which is I believe somewhere in the low 90s. Um, and where we really can use that as a base to build from. Um, when we look at the, you know, the next phase and what needs to happen next and you know, where we're going, um, I think I could talk about data exchange and interoperability. I think that would, be a little cliche. Um, I think everyone sort of knows that. So I want to talk about something else that I think maybe doesn't get uh, discussed enough and that we really need to work on. Um, we really need to work on making 
EHRs and HIEs more workable for the frontline physician. Hmm. Um, you know, there's a lot of discussion, especially coming out of the COVID-19 pandemic about burnout and the overload and the, and the stresses that have been placed on the medical profession. And I think all of us in healthcare IT would like to pretend that EHRs are not part of the problem, but we all know that they are. In fact, they're one of the most commonly cited causes of physician burnout. Um, you know, we've probably all heard the expression death by a thousand clicks. And I have my own theory about why that happened and a little bit of a, a challenge for the industry, which is that in those heady early days of EHR adoption, we had a test, right? That was called meaningful use. Mm -hmm. And everything was teaching to the test. And the federal certification process was only about the test. Can this system enable a physician to achieve meaningful use? Gather that data and report it out in a, in a form that we can use. And what we didn't spend enough time thinking about, working on, um, or certifying products for is, are these systems usable? Is the user experience good? Or are there too many click boxes and drop down menus and things that physicians have to work through? Um, and so, you know, there's, there's a, a good amount of conversation right now about how we reduce administrative burdens on physicians and how we do things like reduce prior authorizations, documentation, reporting. And that's all great and it's all wonderful, but it needs to be per, you know, paired with and go hand in hand with a discussion about better and more usable EHR systems that facilitate patient interaction instead of standing in the way of patient interaction. And so that's really, you know, you've got a lot of listeners and watchers yeah. who are in the industry. That's my challenge for the industry, I guess, is how do we make these systems, how do we think more about that frontline user experience of using these systems? Yeah. Well, AI is going to solve that, right? <laughs> we'll see. That's, that's the hope. Right? <laughs> well, well, we'll see. I mean, there's some very innovative things going on in that, you know, experience. And some of the things that are AI enabled where um, I've seen some systems where physicians just talk out into the air and it automatically documents uh, for the physician. We just need to see more of that kind of thinking. How can we get that clicking and that scrolling out of the middle of the patient interaction or what we're also seeing, which is physicians who at the end of the day are spending four and five hours just on documentation, right? That was never what we were trying to do in EHR adoption. And um, let's see how we can get back to that thinking of making physicians' lives better. Yep, that's a good way to think about it. So what part of health IT maybe gets you most excited for the future? Is it AI or you know, did I insinu, or what are the, you know, the things that you see happening or you know, the technologies or whatever it might be that gets you excited? Um, so I, I feel like a lot of your questions, I've had more than one answer. So I'm, I'll, I'll say a couple of things. Um, yeah, of course. And, and maybe it sounds um, trite, but I really do mean this. The thing that gets me most excited in healthcare IT, the reason I love being in healthcare IT is, is the people that I get to interact with. Um, you know, we live in a very polarized society, right? And as I've as I think we all know, healthcare, I, healthcare industry in general has some very defined fault lines and some, some sort of ancient battles that go on. And what I've always found in healthcare IT is that 
the the people who come into this industry, I mean, by its nature, they're collegial, they're collaborative, they're problem solvers. Um, you know, they discussed before we built the regional extension centers in California, and we brought together uh, physicians with clinics, with hospitals, with health plans. You know, these organizations that didn't know each other and didn't like each other. But on on this topic, we could all put aside our differences and say, no, this has to work for everyone. And how do we do that? And how do we pull together? And I, you know, that's what gets me out of bed every morning. I feel like this can be transformative. And I feel like we've got people who are, who have that vision and who would not only have the brain power, but who have that ideal of let's work together and let's figure out how we exchange data and how we can collaborate and build, um, uh, you know, build a better system. Um, but, it, you know, something maybe a little bit more specific um, is when we, when we look in the very near term future of health IT, we're at a point that honestly, I think is really exciting. Um, you know, with all the work we're doing right now on data exchange, information blocking, um, we're probably just a few years away from a world where patients, every patient, you and me as patients, the patients that all the physicians and CMA see, they're all gonna be, have, be carrying around access to their own healthcare information on their smartphones. Right, I mean, that's the world that we're all envisioning and it's just not that far off. And I think that'll have some really interesting effects, probably ones we, we don't talk enough about where, you know, how much can we increase trust in the healthcare system generally when patients can interact with physicians in, in a way of saying, hey, I'm looking at my record and explain this to me. You know, this doesn't look right. Or what does this test result means? And we can do more real-time interaction. Like that's just gonna be so powerful. And that's going to empower uh, patients to be full partners in their own healthcare, right? And I, that's exciting to me. I, I mean, I think it's very different. I, I think it's you look at healthcare as a system that goes back to you know ancient Greeks and Hippocrates, and now we're all the way to this. You know, it's um, just what we've accomplished in the last twenty years or so. That's it's it's transformational and it's very exciting. And that would have been hard to implement if it was all paper charts, right? So I think that's... It's impossible. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you could scan, but yeah, it does, it's just not at scale. You can't do it. So I think that really is an interesting perspective about involving the patient more as a collaborator rather than just a, you know, a consumer of the services. You know, as we wrap up this episode, uh, we always like to finish our episodes with a little career-oriented uh, thoughts and questions. So, you know, as you look back, you know, what, what would you say is the best piece of advice that you've gotten in your career? Um, and thankfully, I'd listened to your podcast a little bit, so I was prepared for this question. Um, <laughs> but when I, when I first moved to California, um, and the first job that I got, I was a field rep for a member of the, the California State Assembly. And my boss at the time gave me this great piece of career advice. It has stuck with me. I have shared it with dozens of young people down through the years, which is, is she told me to think about your career like you're shooting pool. Because it's never about this shot. You always want to be thinking two and three shots ahead to where you eventually sink the eight ball. And what she meant by that was, you know, we see a lot of young people who kind of jump from job to job, maybe based on getting a little bit of a pay raise or maybe, you know, 
And that's fine, except what you really want to be thinking about is how do I get on that career path? Does this next job set me up for the next shot and the next shot and the next shot? Um, so yeah, I've shared that, that more times than I can count and, uh, hopefully that gets some benefit for some of your listeners. <laughs> Definitely. Great advice. Uh, David, I really appreciate you, uh, joining us for this uh, episode of the CIO podcast. And, you know, obviously I think everyone should go follow you on Twitter too, since you have an awesome Twitter handle like me, you have at the EHR nerd, which I think is awesome. You know, uh, you know, we, you must've been early like me when I got tech guy. So that's a great handle. So be sure to go follow him. And of course, uh, you know, I appreciate CMA, uh, for getting involved, uh, your event, uh, your health IT conference, the Spring CMA Health IT Conference is May 22nd in Sacramento. They can go to cmadocs.org slash health IT with the H capitalized and the IT capitalized. We'll link to that in the show notes as well. So thanks so much, David. And thanks everyone for watching and listening. If you want to find more well, great healthcare IT content like this, be sure to check it out at healthcareittoday.com or search for the CIO podcast by Healthcare IT Today on your favorite podcast application. Thanks, David. All right. Thank you, John. Hope to see everyone in Sacramento in May.